All right, everybody, welcome to another episode of Locked on Avalanche. On today's episode, we have three Avalanche players in Florida getting ready for the All-Star game. Could one of them sneak out the MVP? Maybe the biggest crapshoot of the season to guess that, but we'll talk about that briefly. What is up with these Avalanche ticket prices uh, that we are seeing? Up like 200% in uh, some areas of the arena. We'll talk about that. The last batch of Instagram questions we'll get to, and four more mid-season grades. New episode of Locked on Avalanche coming at you. Your Locked on Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, everybody, welcome to another episode of Locked on Avalanche, we are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making this your first listen of the day. That is always appreciated. He is Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan. I am Chris Maselli. You can follow us over on our social media outlets, LOPN underscore Avalanche on Twitter, Locked On Avalanche on Instagram, questions, comments, concerns, and opinions to LockedOnAvalanche at gmail.com. And follow us on our YouTube channel over on YouTube. Hit subscribe and get notified when a new show goes live all right sir so let's jump right into it jam-packed uh episode today we'll touch on the all-star stuff because it's the all-star game and it's a big deal to people it's not so much to me and maybe a little bit more to, i don't know it's uh, to you but i don't really if you listen to us you know that i'm, I'm not that big <laughs> but there are three avalanche players there um and we were kind of joking how like Miko Rantanen should be getting noticed for, you know, maybe being in the heart conversation and maybe he's not as much as he should. And maybe he gets the all-star game MVP as his MVP of the season. Who knows? Um, it's so tough to guess who is going to be the all-star game MVP just because it, it, it's an all-star game. Some guys just are not putting in the effort. Yeah. Um so it's always possible that one of these guys could. You think Makar, McKinnon, or Rantanen could bring home the MVP award? I think out of the three, yeah, this, those are the best chances. Yeah, I, I think it might. Actually, I know we said it in jest, but it could be Miko because Kale McCarr is going to be, you know, a sideshow. Like everybody nationally is going to be talking about Kale McCarr, generational talent, yada, yada, yada. Nathan McKinnon has been in the league so long that he's going to be there with his friends, you know, elbow and just ha 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 having the grand old time. Yeah. This is Miko's second all-star game. Let him go out there and put on a show. Like, you know, you've always, you're always going to be in the shadow of somebody on this team. No matter what you do, go out there and have fun, live it up. And I, I say Miko possibly could do it. It's possible. I mean, it's possible for all three of these guys. It's possible for literally anybody in this game <laughs> to to win the MVP. John um, Scott. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, I, for, you know, in ranking the, these guys, it's it's almost like I would put McKinnon last. Yeah. For kind of like what you were saying. I think he's just going to go through the motions. Like in the beginning, just to give people a show, you might see him, you know, the speeding bullet because it's three on three. So there's so much ice. But I think as the game goes on, he's going to settle down and he's just going to enjoy himself. Um, I think I, it's so tough between Makar and, and, and Rantanen, but I would almost put Makar number one, maybe just a mm -hmm. little bit over, over Miko because 
Kale just does things like effortlessly and can create things effortlessly where he, he can kind of create his own shots and, and maybe score more where Miko, like he, he, he's not as good as kale or uh, Nathan is with the puck on his stick kind of relies on like that pass kind of like cross ice pass, which you'll get on three on three open ice. So I feel like Miko's going to be like cleaning up a lot of like, uh, you know, rebound shots or just be like he is on the power play, right place, right time. And he'll, you know, get, get a one timer or a wrist shot that, but I don't see him like creating a lot yeah. on three on three. Cause he's not that kind of player. And I don't know. I think I, he's just going to be there enjoying himself as well. But I, I kind of feel like Makar is still that young, like buck kind of player where he's going to want to give that show that, that, that Nate, that McKinnon could do. For the duration of the game, so I I, I kind of give the little bit lead to Kale McCarr. Yeah, I, I feel like Kale's going to get there and see all the all stars and address everybody as Mister Crosby, Mister Ovechkin, Mister, <laughs> and kind of like take himself out of it because he doesn't feel like I belong on this level of guys. This is you know Miko doesn't care. He's going to go out there. He's a moose. He's going to lumber through the game, rack up three goals over the course of this tournament, yeah. and he's going to stumble his way into the MVP. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll be watching. Um, I was talking to Denker when we did locked on NHL. And I'm like, I really wish none of these guys were in there. So I really, so I could just put the game on in the background. Yeah. I'll have it on, but I kind of have to sit and watch it now because these, these are three guys are in it. So we have to, we have to pay attention. So we have to have good players. Mike. we goodness. do. God darn it. Stop being so good. Um, something that's not so good is, um, I, I got to find, uh, what's his name? Who, the, the person who posted about it, but the ticket prices for the Colorado avalanche from last year to this year, this was for, uh, playoff games. Um, they had the chart from last year to this year. I have and, percentages. Oh, uh, what's that? I have the percentages. You have the percentages. I, I, I hesitate to ask you to read those, sir, but I, I know it's <laughs> probably necessary. Um, you expect some. You expect prices to go up. Just you're going to go up just naturally. When a team wins a championship, maybe they go up like a tick more. Um, but the prices that we're seeing here are just astronomical. So. Go ahead. I hesitate to read to, to have you read percentages, but you got to do it. Rip the bandaid. The 2023-24 regular season prices are up 42% on just the regular season. Just 42%. Regular season. 2023 playoffs, 271% increase. This is, is on top. Yeah, good. That's your that's your playoff uh playoff pricing for getting into the playoffs 271 percent increase over 2022-23 where we're sitting mm -hmm. right now mm -hmm. um and this is on top of still not being able to watch altitude on a majority of your television providers so right. really making it difficult to enjoy your colorado avalanche so i'm i'm looking at the the charts that they put up um and so last year in round one, the most expensive ticket 
was $375. It's Club Lexus Glass section. 375 round one, 431 round two, 544 round three, 605 round four. This year in that same section, most expensive section in the arena, round one is 499. Like I said, round one was 375 last year. Last year, round two, last year 431. This year, 636. Last year, round three, 544. This year, round three, 1,135. That's double. (laughs) And round four, last year, 605. This year, 1589. That's the top of the top. Let's go to the lowest of the low. Let's go to us regulars who, you know, as penny pinchers. Um, who just want to go enjoy our, our hockey team last year, worst, the worst section in the arena on the, uh, upper level on the attack once side round one, 21 bucks. I'll pay 21 bucks to go see, uh, uh, playoff hockey. That's one egg. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) this year, 45. Okay. Uh, That's still doable. Last year, round two. $24 $24 went up three bucks for a round two this year. 62 again. Okay. It's the worst, worst in the arena playoff game. You can stomach that round three went up to $32 last year. This year is going to be 117. Now you're getting into like, if you got a family of four. Yeah. All right. And then round four is 36 last year that a conference final worst in section in the arena 36 dollars that's that's great yeah this year 195 dollars let's just round that up to 200 dollars. and again your family of four with your hot dogs and your soda that's a thousand dollar night out and so this is just round one two three and four i shudder to think what the standing cup is going to be if they make it that far um, are we just, and this is in a, a economy. I don't want to get into politics and stuff like that, where, you know, everybody's like, oh, we're, we could be in the midst of a recession and, you know, locked on crossfire. <laughs> Here we go. Yeah. <laughs> um, are, are we pricing the average Joe and average Jane out of the arena when it comes to the playoff hockey right now? Yes, you are. Mm-hmm. And you're, and it's coming on the heels of pricing out, like you're pricing them out of the arena and pricing their options outside of the arena to the point where viewership is down. You know why? Can't watch it. The blackouts. And mm-hmm. you're putting it on a, a service that you have to pay for where there are other options that aren't tracked and you don't have to pay for. You are. Yeah. Well, <sighs> That, that's for so when you get to the playoffs um what i mean i, I it's I can't, it's so confusing that's the thing like i don't does round one is that still on altitude or yes as soon as it hits the playoffs it goes to you know i believe uh, we uh, had we had altitude coverage in round one if I'm not i thought we did too maybe i'm wrong on that but maybe you get it for at least round one but maybe there on after you don't that's when it goes to TNT, ESPN, and and their different avenues. Uh, but still, like it, it's you know. So for the regular season, 
if you're in market, like it's tough to watch them. And then when it gets to the playoffs, okay, you can watch them on television finally. But if you wanted to finally go, because playoff hockey is such a you know a big deal, um, as it goes along, you're priced out of it. Yep. And if you do want to go see, you know, you're in the worst section in the arena. Some people would be like, all right, well, I'll have to deal with that. At least I'm there, and you're in the environment and in excitement. I get all that, uh, but it's just sports are, are, are <laughs> you know, and, they're a vacation. And and the thing is, this is also becoming a hockey problem. Hockey is becoming more and more and more expensive. Like you're pricing it to where you can't go to the arena to watch the game. It's getting harder and harder to find it on television to where the other big three, you, I mean, you have to intentionally try not to watch it. Now, avoid it. <laughs> like the NFL's on Nickelodeon. Like for goodness sake, yeah. your kids are watching the NFL now and they're getting commercials for it. You, I wonder how many casual hockey fans you have to remind this is all-star weekend. Like, you know, it's the pro bowl yeah. weekend. It's everywhere, but like hockey is becoming more and more expensive and niche and secluded and something has to change because if you're if you want to expand your sport and grow it and make it viable you start making it viable because the route we're on right now like i know everybody's seen the prices of like concessions in edmonton and it's always the meme that goes around of like beer prices but we have to start addressing this or you can't complain about your sport starting to die yeah, um, it's tough, man. Like, and, and, and you see, you know, I, I'll be honest with you. Like, if I'm just like flipping through the channels and I see, you know, uh, something, not the Avalanche, just just say like the Washington Capitals and like the Florida Panthers. I'm like, oh, that, that, that's on television. Right? Like, that's on national television. Like, it genuinely catches yeah. me, like, if I'm not prepared for it. And you're right. Like, you can just flip through and you'll just see a, a basketball game, pro or college up and down the guide yep but a hockey game when you see it you're, you're genuinely surprised that it's on national television because you're not it's it's just not as open and and just out there to just catch like i can turn on like for baseball season just turn on espn every single night and there's a baseball game on. yep so uh it's gotta yeah, it's it, gotta change yeah because it's pricing yourself out of going to watch it live and then making it hard to find if you're sitting at home because you can't go watch it live. Yeah. The only thing I'd say is like it's the beginning of well, it's year two of this seven year package with ESPN and TNT. So maybe like, you know, there, there, there's stages to it. So hopefully by the end, it is in that realm, but you heard like, you know, ratings are down. There's reasons for that. I don't want to get into it now. Actually, if you want to hear about that, go listen to locked on NHL, which Adam Denker and I just recorded. And we do talk about all of that rating stuff. And there's a reason why that the ratings are kind of low, but it's the digital uh, boards. I tell you <laughs> turns people off. Um, <laughs> all right, let's hear from FanDuel, And then we will get to some of our, uh, our last remaining Instagram questions and then some more grades right now. We got FanDuel, and we are really excited about our new sports betting partner. And that is FanDuel. It's the number one sports book in America. And if you're new to FanDuel, that is even better. They have so many great features that make betting on sports easy and fun. You can download the FanDuel app now so you can bet on Super Bowl 57 with a no-sweat first bet. 
where you can get up to $3,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. FanDuel lets you bet on everything from the money line to the point spread to who will score a touchdown. Do you have any guess on who's the first, who will score the first touchdown? Not team, but player. I want to say Jalen scrambles for one. Oh, running. I like it. See, that's what you, that's where the money's made, sir. That's right. Is, you know, everyone's going to go Kelsey or whatever. Yeah. Like quarterback scramble or like a defensive score. Ooh, that's a that's the money maker right there. Mm-hmm. And I hate to say it, but the Broncos and the uh, Seattle Super yeah. Bowl when they had the, uh, the safety, oh. I think. Remember that one? I think that was the, that was the first play of the game. I think they had a safety on that. If I'm, I wonder what yeah, that was. I wonder what that bet was. Ooh, can you mm. imagine that? So go that route. It's more fun. Yeah. Uh, so you can uh, do all this on the FanDuel Sportsbook app, which is safe secure and super easy to you best use best of all you can get paid your winnings instantly so join fanduel today at fanduel.com slash locked on to claim your no sweat first bet on super bowl 57 at fanduel.com slash locked on make every moment more with fanduel the official sportsbook partner of the nfl all right, so uh, a couple other Instagram questions that we have to get to, and then we'll get to some grades. Um, we'll jump right into them. This one's from Marco Engler, and he asks, do you think Diaz will finish at number one in the West? Like we're jumping over the division, and we're going straight to the West uh, at the end of the regular season. And he also says, kind regards from Germany. Hey, Germany. Cross here, man. So, um Go ahead. Will the Avalanche be number one in the Western Conference at the end of this year? No. I seriously, I, I tried to think about it with my burgundy and blue glasses. Hmm. Um, with this start, I mean, it's yes, it's possible. Sure I get it is. That, yeah. But there's still some figuring and tinkering this team needs to do, and you're you saw the reports that Manson and Byram and McDermott, everybody's starting to skate. You got to start incorporating them back into the roster and start, you know, getting reacquainted with their play styles. So I think it's going to, and we already talked about what February is going to look like. So mm. I don't think it's going to be that easy. It's possible, but I do not. If you had to ask me yes or no, I'm going to say no. Yeah. I mean, you just look at the standings and you're like, Oh yeah, that's definitely possible as far as, uh, points go they have 57 points um and first right now in the entire west not just the division the entire west is the dallas stars at 66 points um so they're nine points behind them but they have three games in hand over dallas right they have four games in hand over the winnipeg jets who have 65 points and second in the entire west um and then you have Seattle at 63. So you just look at the points. You're like, yeah, that's doable. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a climb, mm-hmm. but it is doable with the couple games you have in hand. Maybe Dallas loses. It's on a little bit of losing streak. Well, you're, there's a lot of variables. But one of the big variables is like what you were kind of talking about is like you still don't have a 100% healthy team. Yep. And that that is going to play a factor until the very last game of the season. And and you even though you're getting guys back, you know, you're going to have that – that that getting to know you phase again, yep. 
you know, with guys like Byram and Manson. And not only do they have to get reacquainted, like back on the ice and get their, their sea legs out on the ice, but they got to get back into step with their teammates. And that doesn't take weeks on end, but it can take a couple games here and there. And, and if you drop that game, that's, that's, that's a dagger a little bit. So it's doable. And if anybody can do it, it's definitely this team, but two things, like, I don't think, you know, this, the team can do it. And I don't think they really, I don't mean this negatively. I don't think they care. I don't think they care. I think they just want to get into the playoffs healthy. And they know once they get into the playoffs healthy, they could be the eighth seed and plow through people. They feel, you know, this, this avalanche uh, wagon is what they are. This wagon can drive to the repair shop on a donut, but they can't drive to Disney world. (laughs) That is well said, sir. I'm impressed with that one. (laughs) (laughs) um all right let's where's uh okay so co yeti designs says if new hook keeps the pace and he's that he's been at the last few games is he a top six forward and who would you put him with um God, I don't know. Like, it, it's so tough because I think they want him to be a top six. And I'm wondering, like, I think they just want to see him continue this, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm wondering if, you know, if everybody gets healthy, um, I wonder if they don't put him up there just this year, just to give him another year, kind of being a middle six guy, which there's nothing wrong with that on a healthy avalanche team for this year if you can get a healthy avalanche team and then maybe re address this Alex Newhook top six guy, you know, next training camp Um, with the, the understanding that, yeah, he's shown us what he can do. If he needs to slot into that second line center, we can do that. So I think they have the ability to play with this right now and not just anoint him the second line center for the rest of the season. Um, and just see what he does for the rest of this year. If he can continue, like let's let's say he ju- he does. I say okay. It took him a little while to get going for this season, but he continued that. Once he did in mid January, he did. He kept that going for the duration of the season. And maybe next year is where we kind of uh, give him more of a, a chance to to take that role. Interesting. I I don't know if I'm that confident because let's let's. Wave the magic wand. Landis Gog's healthy. Your top six is healthy. New Hook will be the sixth of the top six because you got Miko, Nate, Nuke, Lecky, Landy. That's your top five. Okay. Like, our New well, Hook. Okay. Well, here's our. We can kind of combine this question. Okay. All right. So we got. Uh, Ms. Liz Porter, who I think asked the question a couple of days ago too. Yeah. Um, once everyone is healthy, how would you construct the top two lines? So tell me what you would do. Everybody's yeah. healthy. We got Everybody's Dave healthy. Scog back. We got, uh, well, I was going to say Bone Byron, but he's not in the top six. Yet. You know what I mean? We no Injuries are not a problem. We, we got are, we I'll go, adamantium. Go ahead. You got Nathan McKinnon, Miko Rantanen, Arturi Lekkinen, Valerian Achushkin, Gabe Landeskog. There's your five. New well, hook. You, okay. Now we're we're past the halfway point of the season as well. Also keep that in mind. Do you want Evan Rodriguez 
as that sixth for that veteran presence? Do you want JT Comfer for what he knows and what he's been through as well, also in that sixth spot? Do you give the participation award to New Hook and say, congratulations for all you're doing? Thank you for giving us a solid month. Now you're number six. Is that enough? So, but and yeah, one more point I'll throw yep. at you while you're we're not even talking about the trade deadline and what could come in. We could be acquiring, no. right? Right, right, yeah. Spot number six, you could as well. You could, and and for the sake of this argument, we're not going to do that, but yeah. you're right, you're right, that, that could happen. <laughs> so, if you look at like the lines, everyone's healthy. Um, and I think that's what you kind of have to do here is look at what would the lines be for me. My top line would be Gabe Landeskog, Nathan McKinnon, Val Nechuskin. Hmm. That's my top line. My second line is on the wings, Arturi Lekkanen and Miko Rantanen. So then that's like, what's that 2C position? <laughs> Here we are again. You're going between Comfer and Newhook. And I hate to play like this, you know, waffling card, but it literally could be either one of those guys. Yeah. And and I don't think that's a, it's it's going to be like a solid for right now. I probably would put JT Comfort there. My second line would be Lekkonen, Comfort, and Rantanen. That way you have you have Nachuskin and Lekkonen on different lines. They're your best uh, four checkers, and and that's that you know that's kind of what you want. You wouldn't put them on the same line. Um, and then you know Miko Miko's been doing well on the second line. You have the ability to bring up to the first line if you want and bring the have the big three back together. But I don't think you do that right off the bat. And then with that 2C, you play between Comfort and Newhook. I think you give it to Comfort right now. And if he's struggling a little bit, you elevate Newhook there and you drop Comfort back down to 3C. And the interesting thing here is you have Evan Rodriguez running wing on the third line. Yeah. Like as much as we've been like singing his praises this year. Rightfully so. If you got a healthy team, he's running your third line wing, which is awesome. Yep. That's awesome to, to have. I completely agree with your top six. The only thing I would have done with Landy coming back completely healthy, I'm putting mm -hmm. him on that second line. I would have swapped Miko and Gabe. I would not give him the minutes right out of the gate. I'd put him on that second line and keep Miko and Nate and Lecky on that top line. They've worked together. They got us to this point. Yeah. But I'd put Landis Gug on that second line. And I, and I completely understand that. I think for the opposite reason was I, was be why I would put him on the top line. Hmm. To get him with Nathan McKinnon, get him going. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I can see that. Throw him to the fire. I can see that. So, yeah. So, all right. Um, I think we got through most of it. There, there were some questions in there about who we trading Sammy G for. Um, I think we got to most of them. So here, pish posh applesauce. You know, you know what we're gonna do? We're gonna do grades and uh we're gonna throw Sammy G in for our defender for today. So we are going to grade Logan O'Connor, Andrew Cogliano, Ben Myers for our forwards, and for our defenseman, Sam Gerard. And we're gonna save Sam Gerard to the end. How's that for uh, keeping people <laughs> tuned in? Uh, all the people are hitting that 30-second fast-forward button right now. <laughs> Sammy G. Um, we'll start with Mr. Logan O'Connor. Why don't we start with LOC? Um, I get the point. Yeah, I got the stats up here. 48 games played, 
five goals, 12 assists, 17 points on the season. He's a plus minus of four, uh, 22 penalty minutes. Doesn't play on the power play, so um, nothing there. But he's a very good penalty killer. One of the best, if you ask me. So kind of a rough go of it as of late in terms of point production, or I should say goal production. I think he's in the 30. I've lost count. Mm-hmm. Of how many games in a row Logan O'Connor it's in the 30s until his last game that he scored um, so sure you have to take that into account but you can never discount his work ethic so what do you got for Logan O'Connor mid-season grade you can't spell Logan O'Connor or L-O-C without a C <laughs> and that's he's yeah. a C 75 just like the generic hockey player skills like if you put it on NHL 23 I could see the potential he has for days. I see where he's not getting it, and that's holding him back. It's a, a flat C. Yeah, uh, I mean, if if he if this scoring drought was bleeding over into other aspects of his game, that it would you know clearly getting into his head that it's affecting his uh, penalty kill um, and just his, that work ethic that I'm talking about. Like he he skates like a bullet. Yep. If you saw it like affecting other parts of his game, you'd bring him down into the C minus yeah. area. Um, but I feel like because he still has that, everything else is is your your tried and true Logan O'Connor. Yep. He's just not hitting the back of the net. Yep. And it's not for a lack of trying. So um yeah, I I, I would give him a, a straight C as well. Um, if he could just get few more goals uh, on the board he'd be c plus b minus territory yeah. but um you just can't put him up there right now and it, it does he does take a ding for it yep. you, you have to take that into account unfortunately so i think we're we're in agreement there uh let's go with ben myers for our second forward here um i have to scroll down to get the ben myers here 28 games played a single goal for him, and that's it for points. Zero assists for Ben Myers, and he's a negative five on the season. So doesn't play in the power play as well. Uh, six penalty minutes, so tough one here. What do you got? I hate to do it to him. I like it. It's, it's going to sound horrible. It's going to sound rough, but it's with all the love in the world, it's a D. And, and what what's the criteria for that? It's it's Logan O'Connor, but you like on a, <laughs> on, a, on a step down like LOC's accumulating points as mm-hmm. random as they are. We're not getting it out of Myers like the effort and the hustle and the the skill. LOC Ben Myers just swap the names. It's the same story between the two. It's just Myers hasn't done literally anything when it comes to the score and. The ads have been shut out this year. And if you're going off just average performance of both LOC and Myers, we're still getting shut out. Like if you're getting an average McKinnon night, you're putting a goal on the board. Mm. That's that's the, the grading there. But like Myers, I love him to death, and he's he's trying his best, but we're not getting it. So so his his one goal came um in the third game of the season. October 17th against Minnesota. And since then, he has not scored a point. Hmm? 
no no goals no assists and and to me that's just part of the equation right like yeah you're going to take points into account when you're doing these things and kind of grading people and how, how their season's going so you're going to take that into account and just like we did with logan o'connor you take into account all the other like the intangibles and stuff like that too and with with ben myers you see glimpses of it and i he's just you know he, i i still feel like if you just keep get like just pushing and getting this guy out there it's, it's gonna click for him yep um he's not getting a ton of minutes on the like we've seen you know where he gets like five six minutes of ice time that doesn't really help him a lot um you know if he's out there more he's got more opportunity to score clearly yep. so um it's tough to to give i don't it, because he doesn't play so much, it's like you're not getting as much opportunity. But what are you doing with that opportunity? Not a heck of a lot. <laughs> you know, you, 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 I love the way he skates. He, he's got really good uh, skating ability, and he has the offensive ability. And we said it the other uh, maybe like a week ago. He's just not throwing pucks on net. Um, I think I think he's got a, a bright future with the Avs. I really do. But right now, in terms of like scoring, and you know, he will make a, a mistake, uh, a youth mistake every once in a while. Um, it's part of the growing pains for both people, for yeah. for the Avalanche as a team, um, and for Ben Myers himself. But I think he's growing from all of this. And while yeah, I'm I'm going like D plus with him. Um, it's almost like I, I don't want to make it seem like. I'm disappointed with his play. It's just been a, it's been a fight for him. Every yeah. shift is a a fight for him to be productive. And I I just feel, it's one of those things where it's like I just want Ben Myers to get to the off season. Yeah. So he can just reflect on everything and then adjust and I I really feel like he's going to be much much improved next year. And maybe even as the as this year goes on, maybe this break right now is good enough for him. So we'll see. I like him. I, I think he's – I don't want him to get sent down. I like him right where he is. The Avs are winning. Keep letting him learn on the job. I know that's maybe not what people want to hear when you have a championship-caliber team, but I think he's worth it. I think he's worth it to take that risk with. If it was – and we all say D like it's a bad thing, but no, we know what he could be. Like if sure. this was Curtis McDermott with those kind of numbers with one goal on the third game of the season – we wouldn't even say don't waste your time at level and go all the way to Utah and work your way all the way back up. Go play with the Grizzlies for a while mm -hmm. and then come back to us. Like, right. we know what Ben Myers can do. Right. So yeah. it, it, this is not a knock to him. It's just no. we're this is a first half grade. Your first half is a D. Yeah. You're not a D. Just the first half. <laughs> and it's weird because he's 24 years old. Like we're not yeah. talking about like an 18 year old just coming into the league. So, but it's still a guy who's just coming into the league. So whether you're 18, 19 or 24, um, there's an adjustment period and he's going through it right now. So um, while someone, you know, Myers is uh, new to the league, someone that is not Andrew Cogliano. Um, 46 games played, eight goals, four assists, 12 points. Uh, he's a plus minus of three, 28 penalty minutes, doesn't play on the power play. Um, we'll be out there for the penalty kill, though. So 
What do you got for the veteran? C minus. Um, hmm. Not harsh. And, he's not a D. No, God no. No, he he's clutch. He fights. He goes a little bit made of glass. Like he's like he'll he'll take his bumps and he'll miss his shifts. He'll come back, but he comes in clutch when nobody else will. During the seven of eight, he was he was popping up here and there. He'll get a goal every now and then, but mm-hmm. uh, it's a C minus. Like it, it but C minus is exactly what we signed to back on for. So yeah, like and for him. Uh, like you said, like we got him for a reason and we, mm-hmm. we traded for him and we resigned him for doing what he's exactly doing now. Like he he'll get points every once in a while. He's capable of doing that. Um, But you want him there for like the intangibles. And I think he does that over and over and over again. So um, I, that's why I'm going with like a C plus for him. I, I don't I, I can't put him like low because I just like what he brings to this team. I like the grit he brings to this team. I like the veteran presence he brings to this team. And um he just does everything that that you ask him to do. And he's he's not there to be a scoring machine. Uh, but he is capable of, of picking up a point here and there. So yeah, I'm gonna go C plus, solid C plus for Mr. Cogliano. And then we have everybody's favorite whipping boy. Samuel Gerard, 42 games played, four goals, 12 assists, 16 points, a minus eight, uh, 16 penalty minutes, uh, four assists on the power play, who is usually on the second unit power play. Um, all right, sir, what do you got for Mr. Sammy G? He's a C plus. Mm-hmm. I don't understand the hatred. Um, I don't. This is not a Sam Gerard automatic F. Like trade him already. Like I, I see the tweets. Like he's so bad. No, he was this bad. He would be in Loveland. He was as bad as you say every time he touches the puck. He wouldn't be in he Loveland would, because they'd have to put him on waivers, and he would get claimed immediately. He's <laughs> he's got talent. He's been there for the hall. He's been there day in day out. He's a C plus. Yeah. At his um, best, he's an A minus when he's on all cylinders. Yeah. But got the boys some slack. It, it this, you know, uh Sam Gerard hate fest has just taken on like a life of its own. Um, and it and it's just like, you know, the downside of what can happen when things spread like wildfire, especially on social media. Um, he's He's blamed for just about everything uh, when things are not going right for the avalanche. Um, And I'm saying there are times where it's warranted, but it's like we don't place blame on anybody else except for Sam Girard. And, you know, when a goal is scored, there's a lot of reasons against the avalanche. There's a lot of reasons why a goal is scored for the avalanche. And a lot of times people are looking at the last frame and it's Sam Gerard in that frame. Well, what happened during that entire time for that person to get into that position? And a lot of times Sam Gerard is the last line of defense and nobody wants to blame everybody else that this person just skated through with ease, like a hot knife through butter. And we all want to just place all of this blame on Sam Gerard's lap. I think it's unfair. I think it's foolish. I think it's just, you know, it, it's not 
It's not necessary. And I'll say that at the same time as saying, like, I think he does need to play better. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? This is not the best Sam Girard. We've seen the best Sam Girard. We've seen, like, he, he was – everybody loved him a couple of years ago. And, you know, I think it's just taken on a mind of its own to to just blame him for everything. And I'm not not doing that. I, I, I just – you're watching a different game than me, and you're looking. You are you are actively looking to blame him instead of letting the play happen and and really dissecting the play from beginning to end. We're going right to the end and blaming him for everything. Um, I'm with you. I'm, I'm I, I give him a C plus. Um, I and and I, I say that knowing that he can be better. A lot of people look at the plus minus, and a lot of people are like, "Don't look at the plus minus. It's a useless stat." I don't think it's useless. Um, but it doesn't tell the whole story, but he is a minus eight. And that does stand for something. Um, he's not a, a goal scorer, you know, he's never, but he, he can facilitate, um, you know, he's very good on, on the, the power play two unit. So he has value to this mm-hmm. team. And and if you want to point to him being undersized, that's fair, but he doesn't play a defensive game like Curtis McDermott does. He plays a different style of, of defense. He's very good at moving the puck. He's very good at getting the puck out of out of the zone on, on clean zone exits. Um, I, I I think I think we're just too harsh on the guy. And there's some people who are agreeing me, with me right now, and there's some people who are you know probably get into a car accident because they're not paying attention to the road <laughs> right now. But it's, yeah, I, I say both things. Like I I, you know, I don't put so much blame on him, but does he need to play better? Sure. He does, but not to the effect of like, get rid of him. I will always say this, that if the avalanche eventually get rid of him, it's cap reasons. It's not yeah. production reasons. So I'm with you on a C plus for Sam, Sam Gerard. It boils down to the fact that you're never going to diss the guy that's on the back of your Jersey that you're wearing at home, watching the game or in the arena. Like he's surrounded by household names. He's the easy guy to pick out. You're never going to say Kale McCarr messed up. EJ did this. No. You're not going to criticize the forwards. My word, why would you do that? Yeah. So it's he's not the fall guy. Y'all, y'all have to leave him alone. And for the love of God, quit bringing signs to games saying trade the man. That's ridiculous. Embarrassing. So, all right. Uh, that will wrap it up for today and for this week. I think we still have a couple. Yeah, we still have some uh, some people to get to in our goalies. We haven't got to the goalies yet. So we got you know some defenders and uh, a few more forwards and some goalies. So we'll get to all these guys before the Avalanche uh, hit the ice again against Pittsburgh next week. But that'll wrap it up for today, everybody. Thank you for tuning in and making this your first listen of the day. That's always appreciated. Comment away over on YouTube or uh, on our social media outlets. And, uh, yeah, it's been fun. So... We'll catch you guys. Enjoy the All-Star game. We'll be back on uh, Monday to discuss all of that and then some. So he is Mr. Shaggy Don Doom, Kyle Sullivan. I am Chris Maselli, and this is the Locked On Avalanche podcast. Enjoy the weekend. We'll see you guys next week. Go, Abs, go. Go, Abs, go.